Greetings, loyal horror enthusiasts. You have tuned into The Witching Hour with Mona Hex, proudly presented to you by the Movie Pit Podcast. Without any further ado, let's commence with the show. Please give a warm welcome to the one and only, the incomparable Mona Hex. Beneath the mystical glow of the lunar presence, where the faintest murmur of shadows weaves through the stillness and the thickened air is laden with that which has not been voiced, there lies a collection of narratives not intended for hearts lacking courage. I bid you welcome, my insidiously loyal adherents, to yet another portrayal of frights designed to set your vertebrae quivering and render your lifeblood icy in its coursing. I serve as your escort through the ghastly and grotesque, the sovereign of nocturnal mysteries, Mona Hex. On this night I have the singular honor of presenting to you a legend, veiled in the hallowed and saturated with transgression, a tale so starkly terrifying in its essence, destined to ensnare both your most profound phobias and your verboten cravings. Gird your soul as we tread lightly between the revered and the abhorrent in this episode, aptly christened Sacred Flesh. Listen now, as whispers from bygone times and the anguished howls of the accursed give chilling accompaniment to our narrative as we meander the subdued passageways of devoutness. Our story commences in the innocence of purity, but rapidly unfolds into a tapestry that is daubed with the essence of dread. Dare to contemplate what secrets might be concealed beneath the shroud of sanctimoniousness. What unspeakable horrors could possibly be waiting within the inner sanctum of those deemed righteous? Prepare yourself to be consigned to a chasm where the demarcation separating the beatified from the malevolent is as tenuous as the sound of a creaking coffin lid in the dead of night. The verboten calls out to you, the holy realm quakes. Clutch your rosary beads and steal your metal even firmer, my cherished ones. For we stand on the precipice of venturing into a dominion where the term sacred flesh is both a coveted treasure and a malign spell. Nestled in the arms of a mist-shrouded forest lies the St. Agatha's Convent, a timeless sanctuary of peace and divine contemplation. Its hallowed halls whisper with serene prayers that intermingle with the rustle of ancient trees, crafting an atmosphere of absolute sanctity. This is a place untouched by the chaotic clamor of the outside world, where the souls of the devoted soar closer to the heavens. Within these holy confines lives Sister Mary, a paragon of virtue whose unwavering commitment to her faith is the golden thread weaving the fabric of this community. Each morning, as the dawn pushes back the curtains of night, Sister Mary greets the day with reverence, her voice joining the melodious chorus of matins, a psalm of purity rising from her lips. There is an innocence about her, the kind that resonates with the light of a thousand candles flickering against the stained glass portraits of saints. Her eyes, clear and bright, reflect the very soul of the divine, and her hands, gentle, yet industrious, offer comfort to those in need. Sister Mary's compassion knows no bounds. There are tales, heartwarming and tender, of her healing touch, how she stayed by Sister Catherine's bedside, her prayers a soft beacon through the fevered night, and how her very presence seemed to drive the illness away, as morning dew retreats before the sun's embrace. She brings joy to the orphan children who occasionally visit from the neighboring village, a storyteller of biblical adventures, rendering tales of David, Esther, and Jonah with such vivid grace that the children's laughter blooms like flowers in a barren field. Her acts of kindness, seemingly small, 
like sewing a torn habit or sharing a comforting word, are the threads that strengthen the bonds of their cloistered family. The convent's garden is her haven, a living testament to her tireless dedication. There, between rows of carefully tended vegetables and herbs, Sister Mary finds solace in silence. Her hands, coaxed by prayer, guide the growing things, sustaining her sisters with the fruits of the earth, blessed and distributed with love. Sister Mary's innocence is like a beacon in the night, an unwavering flame against the encroaching darkness. Naive and pure, unaware of the sinister shadows that creep ever closer to the sanctuary she holds so dear. But this tranquility, this finely woven tapestry of devotion and deep-seated community, is fated for an eventual tumultuous unraveling, as the tapestry's delicately fraying edge discreetly harbors a lurking, creeping unknown, biding its time to be unfurled by unsuspecting, innocent hands. In the hushed, contemplative moments of evening vespers, when the last echoing note of her sacred song softly fades into the cold, ancient stone walls of the convent, not even Sister Mary, with her heart brimming with a pure and radiant light, can foresee the brewing tempest that stirs beneath the placid surface of this spiritual haven, an impending, ferocious maelstrom between the hallowed sacredness and the profane blasphemy, poised to engulf her soul in its vortex and challenge the very essence of her undisturbed innocence. Sacred silence usually filled the hallowed halls of the ancient Saint Agathus, a silence that enveloped itself like a heavy shroud around the aging, stoic stone corridors. But beneath this veil of stillness, there began to emerge a faint, almost imperceptible stirring, a gentle frisson that alluded to something untoward that was subtly brewing beneath the convent's somber surface. Sister Mary, the epitome of purity and dedication, whose heart was unblemished and whose devotions were unswerving, started to perceive these delicate, almost ethereal tremors. It was as if the very walls themselves breathed muted whispers of long-forgotten secrets, enigmatic and best left untouched by the hands of time. As one particular musty afternoon unfurled itself, while the other devout sisters partook in their ritual repose, Sister Mary felt an inexplicable pull leading her deeper into the dim-lit bowels of the ancient library. This was a sanctuary where time itself appeared to slink furtively into the darkest corners and conceal itself away from prying eyes. Amidst this solemn quietude there called out to her a peculiar arcane tome. Its embossed, leather-bound cover stood out with a pronounced starkness when compared to the uniform, simpler cloth backs that ubiquitously lined the abundant, dusty shelves. The edges of this mysterious book were well-worn, conspicuously so, as if they had passed through the inquisitive hands of countless predecessors, each perhaps succumbing to its dark, morbid allure and the enigmatic secrets it held within its aged pages. Gently caressing the spine, Sister Mary coaxed the ancient book open, releasing a musty aroma that smelt of earth and decay. Gasping softly, her eyes swiftly flitted across pages filled with the darkness of inky script and grotesque, enthralling illustrations, a vast pantheon of cryptic symbols and esoteric diagrams that piqued her intensely forbidden curiosities. It felt as if the book itself beckoned almost sentient, tempting Sister Mary to unravel its heavily shrouded, mysterious truths. With a tremulously taken breath, Sister Mary started to trace the foreign, intriguing text. 
her fingertips carefully grazing over the aged parchment, as though touching it directly would somehow bridge the vast gap between her world and the deeply arcane knowledge hidden within. Words twisted, turned, and came alive, forming inscriptions that seemed to dance and warp before her wide entranced eyes, folding into meanings that were elusive but tantalizingly, dangerously close. It wasn't solely the mix of Latin or Greek, nor solely the traces of long-forgotten ancient Aramaic that wound rhythmically through the intricate text. It was something much older. A primordial tongue unspoken for countless centuries, one that seemed to resonate within her very soul, vibrating with ancestral familiarity. Sister Mary felt a chilled shiver cascade powerfully down her spine as the soft whispers became clearer murmurs, and the murmurs grew into enigmatic chants. Chants that echoed not in the spacious room around her but within her own mind. Chants that pulled her deeper, irresistibly beckoning her into the ever-twisting labyrinth that lay within the time-worn and beckoning pages. These ancient writings, grim as they were, ignited a strange warmth within her, a warmth that spread tentacle-like throughout her entire being. It was as if the secrets held within the dusty manuscript aligned with something dormant, yet deeply intrinsic to Sister Mary. Something that, once awakened, could not so easily be calmed. Was it truly innocence that guided her delicate hand? Or had the small seeds of curiosity always been nestled within her soul, waiting for this very moment of germination and awakening? This text, it seemed, was not just a mere collection of simple prayers or benign scriptures. No, the book possessed an almost sentient quality, an awareness that seemed to scrutinize Sister Mary as intently as she examined it. This ancient tome was indeed a relic of powers unfathomable, a vessel of deeply forbidden lore that tempted even the most virtuous with just a fleeting glimpse of the profane. As Sister Mary meticulously deciphered each arcane script, with both reverence and a growing sense of trepidation, an icy finger of dread slowly trailed along her very spine. For the first time in her highly disciplined life, Sister Mary felt the cloying and unmistakable grip of true fear, the kind that insidiously wormed its way into the purest heart and tightly coiled itself around the vulnerable soul. Yet she pressed on, unfaltering in her resolve, her mind racing with an insatiable thirst for knowledge, as she endeavored to decode the cryptic messages etched onto the time-worn pages. Every symbol deciphered, every passage painstakingly unveiled, led her deeper down the enigmatic spiral. Sister Mary, utterly enraptured by the book's abyssal depths, seemed almost entranced, impervious to the sun's beguiling retreat and the inevitable onset of a shroud of night. This darkness that enveloped all was not just of the world but seeped from within, from the recesses of the unknown. Within the silence of the convent, the subtle stirrings of the night became more palpable. The atmosphere turned denser, the tension in the air now thick as clotted blood in the throat. In the waning light, shadows grew longer, more insistent, and the line between sanctity and sacrilege blurred into obscurity. Sister Mary, with her softly murmuring lips, her eyes aglow with fervor, and her hands so seemingly innocent, wove a tapestry of eerie incantations. These whispers shaped the air around her, unwittingly conjuring forth an energy that set the stage for a sinister awakening. An awakening that would stir from its ancient slumber with a ravenous yearning. And so, with quiet inevitability, the wheels of fate began to creak and turn, laboring ever onward, 
The machinery of the cosmos, vast and inscrutable, came into alignment in silent audience. Sister Mary, wholly unknowing of the true reach of her actions, traced the outline of an unholy summoning with a frightening precision. It was a ritual that would rend asunder the veil separating worlds, a rift that would invite into the heart of St. Agatha's sanctum an entity, a spectral horror as malevolent as it was timelessly ancient poised to emerge from the shadows. What was this sinister secret held within the convent's innocuous walls? Only the unraveling of time would tell. But one thing was certain. The stain of darkness creeping beneath Sister Mary's quill was not just ink, and the prayer she thought she whispered was far from holy. In the darkest corners of the St. Agatha's convent, something was listening, and it heard her loud and clear. There's an insatiable hunger for knowledge that can prove to be a goddamn curse, and Sister Mary discovered this the hard way. Amid the labyrinth of the convent's archives, she found herself ensnared by the lure of an ancient tome, bound in skin that whispered of sins long forgotten. Driven by a curiosity that clawed at her soul like a feral beast, she traced her fingers over symbols that should have never seen the light of this godforsaken world. But Sister Mary, bless her innocent heart, began to chant the incantations that bled from the pages, her voice trembling with the thrill, puncturing the silence of the hallowed halls. With each word spilled from her lips, the air around her crackled with an ominous charge, the veil between our world and the next thinning, until it was nothing but a sinful whisper. Draped in the eerie, haunting twilight that laced the edges of the sky with a somber purple hue, Sister Mary, with the weight of the day's trials faintly pressing upon her weary shoulders, retired to her quietly solemn chamber, obliviously unaware that she'd unwittingly set events into a slow, inexorable motion, events that, in their unfolding, would tug and fuck with the very fabric, the underlying warp and weft, of their perceived reality. That night, as the moon hung heavy and pregnant above, swollen in the velvet expanse of the night sky, it bore silent witness to the nightmares, the terrifying figments and specters that clawed their insidious way into the deep recesses of Sister Mary's troubled dreams. It was within these dreams that the ground itself seemed to quiver and split, fissuring open to bleed despair, and where celestial screams, an agonized symphony torn raw from the throats of damned and fallen angels, echoed and reverberated chillingly through the hollows of her bones. Amidst this nightmarish tableau, Sister Mary saw visions, oh so disturbingly lucid and devilishly clear, of a presence, an intangible, malevolent force that seemed to seep like a poison, a miasma, from the very ancient stone walls of the convent itself. In her small secluded chamber, shadows began to dance at the edge of her peripheral vision. Enigmatic silhouetted figures swayed and hovered in the dark, forgotten recesses of her room, and the air around her seemed to thrum, to hum with the crackling electricity of impending doom, a doom that was palpably close and suffocating. Her sleep, the little she managed to grasp, was fitful and fragmented, haunted by a chaotic cacophony of strange, disembodied whispers and a cold, soul-shredding dread. This dread sunk its piercing icy claws deep into the core of her soul, gripping and entwining tightly, ferociously refusing to release its chilling, paralyzing grip. As dawn broke, casting its deceptive aura of untroubled serenity and the facade of normalcy across the waking world, Sister Mary arose from her bed, 
her skin drenched and clammy with the penetrating and unsettling cold sweat of overwhelming dread. The reverberations of her terrifying dreams continued their sinister dance, haunting her already restless spirit with relentless tenacity, eyes that were now hollowed and haunted from the unspeakable abominations that had paraded through her fitful sleep. She moved with the gait of a lost specter through the stark and stern halls of the convent, a place that was no longer the stronghold and safe haven of holy sanctity, but instead took on the guise of a sepulchral tomb, one that might just enshrine a dreadful monstrosity born of the fear-laden verses that she in profound ignorance had chanted in the midst of her nightly prayers. Now she should have become acutely aware in the clarity of daylight, perhaps even perceived with a frightening sense of certainty the disturbing metamorphosis befalling her once serene sanctuary, observe how the very shadows appeared to twist and contort with a sinister and malevolent intention, the unnerving silence that had descended upon the aging structure of the convent, as if it too were holding its breath, a collective inhalation filled with trepidation. In the quiet wait for an unnamed terror to manifest itself. But alas, that poor dispirited soul, Sister Mary was tragically oblivious to the outcome of the pandemonium she had accidentally set into motion. Wrapped in a cocoon of blissful ignorance, she did not notice the stirrings of something that was at once primordial, ancient, and utterly and abhorrently unholy, as it disseminated its odious presence akin to a vile and profane contagion through the once sanctified recesses and previously inviolable spaces of what she had believed to be an immutable sanctum. Day by day, the influence of her unintentional summoning seeped ever deeper and more insidiously into the ancient cloisters, and as time unfurled, the once robust barrier between realms grew ever more fragile, ever more porous. And in the peculiar stillness sandwiched between the time for prayers and the acts of piety, something truly unspeakable began to take form, nurtured by the paradoxical purity of the place it aimed to corrupt. The groans of the age-old stone buildings seemed to mimic, with an alarming fidelity, the forsaken words Sister Mary had uttered in what was mere curiosity, or perhaps veiled arrogance. At the same time, the air itself began to reek and thicken with the dual stench of sulfur and secrets, secrets which should have remained forever buried in the darkest, most unspoken crevices of hell. For in her naively earnest quest for a higher enlightenment, Sister Mary, who was clad with her oh-so-virginal hands and intentions, her unwavering faith concealing an innate recklessness, had unwittingly summoned something truly fucking dark, something brooding and primordial, into the hallowed realm of the devout and wholly unsuspecting. The veil of normalcy at the convent has begun to tear, stitch by unholy stitch. A shiver runs down the spine of the hallowed halls. Something wicked this way comes. Sister Mary, our sweet innocent lamb continues to unknowingly weave the fabric of damnation with her trembling hands. The darkness grips tighter and her soul it now calls to something, something unspeakable. By night, the once silent cloisters resonate with whispers, not of prayer, but of secrets best left in the abyss. A chill hangs in the air, the candle flames flicker as if recoiling from an unseen breath. Shadows stretch and contort in grotesque dances upon the walls, mocking the light with their dark embrace. Sister Mary, haunted by her relentless curiosity, strays further from the light with each word she translates from that accursed tome. Her mind a battlefield, her dreams a parade of horrors, 
visions of a newborn draped in the vestments of sin, its cries not of innocence but of ancient power. The convent walls, aged and absorbed in silent witness, now echo a ghostly lament. The very stones seem to moan with a foreboding that seeps into the bones of all who dwell within. As the boundary between the sacred and the profane blurs, an opaque mist seems to rise from the cold ground, slithering through the underbrush and curling around the sisters during their somber processions. Unease settles over the once tranquil garden, a menacing stillness that betrays the turmoil undulating just beneath its surface. With every sunset, dread replaces the fading light, whispering through the corridors, warning of things to come. Sister Mary, lost in her translations, fails to see the gathering storm. The eyes in the dark, the figures watching, waiting. Her devotion to unraveling the secrets of the text holds her captive to a fate she can scarcely comprehend. A destiny entwined with shadows waiting to be cast by the dying light. In the vast, silent aisles of the age-old library, where dormant wisdom lies in wait, the very essence of the air is thickened with a palpable, noxious stench of brimstone and decay. Countless tomes and books, those once faithful companions offering solace to souls wearied by life, now leer with veiled malevolence from their age-old dusty perches, their pages oozing dark ink like the wounds of a warrior refusing to succumb to healing. An ominous ancient text, one that breathes a disconcerting unease into the already heavy atmosphere, its cryptic words writhing and coiling like malevolent serpents, has been voiced aloud through Sister Mary's fervent, unwitting chanting, inadvertently rousing the Antichrist from its forbidding age-long slumber, whispers of desecration and the haunting sacrilegious visions that now plague the once hallowed halls have become as regular and expected as the morning mass itself. Devotional objects once revered symbols of divine love and celestial guidance contort grotesquely into idols of sheer unadulterated desolation. Within the sanctum an ancient crucifix sheds heavy tears of crimson blood in a silent and soulful lamentation while the holy water within its fonts seeds and bubbles furiously as if rejecting its hitherto pious purpose. The marble statues of the once solemn saints appear to fixate their cold stone gazes more intensely, tracking one's every single move with a spectral almost sentient intent. Sister Mary's skin prickles with an intense and palpable tension, each hair standing on end as if electrified with the static of a foreboding, dark prophecy yet to unfold. The very air within the library's confines seems to vibrate with a disturbingly ominous intonation, whispering sinister portents and omens of apocalyptic finality into the hearts and minds of all who dare to listen. Sister Mary, whose innocence is shrouded by her unwittingly cataclysmic incantations, kneels prostrate with an echoing plea. Her earnest entreaties and appeals for celestial guidance are spiraling unwittingly upward and outward into the tumultuous ether feeding the turbulent churning vortex of pandemonium and anarchy that is, unbeknownst to her innocent soul, of her very own inadvertent making. Dare we speak of the sightings in the convent garden, where roses wither and the soil itself spews forth creatures ghastly, twisted and vile? These beings, these portentous harbingers, arisen from the very earth, the soil from which they've emerged, is now clearly marked with the ominous sigil of the beast itself. An antipathy towards all life is now flourishing, where once the Garden of Eden itself must surely have blossomed quite luminously. The Sisters of Mercy, once bound by the sacred light of their divine calling, 
now cast wary, suspicious, and fearful glares upon their very own sisters in faith. Trust, once fragile as the delicate wing of a moth, now shatters under the immense crushing weight of their collective fears. Indeed, for when the bells no longer toll for the call to mass, but rather sound as a stark warning, it becomes agonizingly clear that the end times are indeed impending upon them all with haste. Sister Mary, dear Sister Mary, your hands which once so tenderly and earnestly held the rosary in devout prayer, now clasp the very fate of us all so firmly and resolutely can you hear the sinister, relentless hoofbeats of the apocalyptic four, inexorably drawing near? The horsemen, they ride to your all too unwitting oblivious summons, the grand and foreboding tapestry of the revelation, a story written in the shadows of time, unfurls before our very eyes, and with each thread deftly and unknowingly pulled by your own unsuspecting hand, the Antichrist himself steps forth with audacity and boldness into our world, signifying the time of trials and tribulations that now lies ahead. On this moonless night in the heart of the sacred, the one profaned is unveiled, swaddled not in swathing bands but enwrapped in the sinews of darkness. Sister Mary, standing resolute at the altar of oblivion, remains oblivious, blind to the inferno her innocence has unwittingly ignited. All the while the eyes of the Antichrist, ever so open, are fixed, unyieldingly unblinking, upon a world unprepared, not ready for its most unholy ascension. Whispers echoed eerie and persistent through the damp, resilient stone cloisters of the ancient, revered Saint Agnes, the kind that meticulously seep into your bones one by one and unsettlingly make your skin crawl, your very essence shudder vigorously. The once melodious, perfectly harmonious chants had turned noticeably to dissonant, disturbing murmurs and whispers. The sacred once celebrated vibrant hymns growing alarmingly more frenzied and quite chaotic with each passing, fleeting, relentless night under the cloister's heavy, oppressive shadows, Sister Mary had indisputably changed, profoundly transformed. She was no longer the bright beacon of innocence and purity her sisters had steadfastly come to know and admire. Instead, there was now an ominous, foreboding shadow lurking in the depths of her evasive gaze, a certain palpable, ominous darkness that clung to her like a heavy, malevolent, engulfing shroud. Her once sweet, decidedly angelic countenance now consistently carried a furrowed brow deeply marred by worry. Her normally peaceful, heartfelt prayers infused with a desperate, unsettling urgency that left even the most stoic, seasoned of the other sisters distinctly, profoundly unsettled. The sisters assembled, increasingly anxious and intensely watchful, in hushed, fearful groups, trading whispered, fervent suspicions with quickened, bated breaths, the atmosphere tensely charged. Mother Superior Helena, her face etched deeply with the stark lines of unspoken fears and burdensome secrets, sternly called an urgent, inherently clandestine, definitive meeting. In the cloister's chilly, unrelenting, stoic embrace, under the silent, ever-watchful eye of the sacred statue's standing guard, they locked eyes heavy with profound foreboding, and instinctively knew, without a single word vocalized, the devil, in some sinister, gravely insidious form, had slithered quietly, malevolently, into their once peaceful, hallowed sanctuary. Their steps were silent but swift as they descended upon Sister Mary's quarters, an aura of urgency enveloping them. With eyes that cast blame more sharply than the daggers at their belts, they demanded her to recount the tale again, oblivious to the rivulets of tears that had etched pathways down Sister Mary's once tranquil and serene face, now etched with distress. 
She began to speak, her voice trembling like a leaf caught in an autumn gale, of the ancient tome, of the cryptic symbols that leapt from the pages to dance before her strained eyes, of the forbidden ritual that seemed to slither from the parchment, like a serpent silently shedding its coiled skin. The book, a tome that reeked of secrets as old as time, lay upon her modestly made desk. Its cover, an expanse of leather, was wrinkled with the passage of countless decades and embossed with the sinister stamp of a force so malevolent, so utterly corrupt, that the atmosphere in the room seemed to contort, warping around the very essence of its presence. Inside the words, penned in what one could not help but recognize as a substance alarmingly akin to dried blood long turned dark with age, revealed their vile intent in a language forgotten by the kind-hearted. It spoke of a summoning, a dark and malignant incantation meant to tear through the veils of reality and bring forth an entity whose malice was as ancient and undying as sin itself. The sisters exhaled sharply, collectively recoiling in a mix of terror and disbelief, as the Mother Superior meticulously leafed through the ancient, cursed manuscript, her facial expressions contorting into a visage of abject horror, with every sacred passage she recited aloud. The veil of denial that had protected the nuns shattered into fragments, compelling them to recoil from the text as though it were engulfed in ethereal flame. Sister Mary's eyes were impossibly wide, her lips quivering uncontrollably as she came to terms with the magnitude of her transgression. Her once childlike innocence had unwittingly led her to the dark precipice of hell, her naive yearning for deeper understanding inadvertently giving birth to an ancient malevolence that now pulsed viciously in the core of their holy sanctuary. It was never my intention, Sister Mary pleaded tearfully, her voice now a fragile, threadbare whisper brimming with pained regret. I beseech thee to forgive me, for I have inadvertently conjured forth not the benevolent work of our Lord, but rather that of his formidable adversary, Mother Superior Helena, her visage now a complex tapestry woven from threads of sorrow and unwavering resolve, assumed her role as the shepherd, leading her flock of sisters in a ceremonial prayer that was somber and profound. Their collective words rose up as a desperate plea to the heavens, imploring divine protection to shield their souls from the pervasive darkness that Sister Mary, in her innocence, had so unwittingly unleashed upon them. Their faith stood unyielding, a mighty fortress in the face of adversity, but the gnawing teeth of doubt had begun to erode its once sturdy foundations. The very air around them turned bitterly cold, the aged convent walls emitting pained groans, seemingly buckling under the immense weight of an oppressive presence that was unseen yet palpably formidable. They knew then that the battle for their souls was at hand that Sister Mary's innocence had been the lamb sacrificed at the altar of curiosity, a beacon extinguished too soon in the gathering dusk of their reality, and as shadows writhed and twisted against the uncaring cold stone, they steeled their resolve, prepared to confront not just the immediate darkness that slithered and whispered in their midst, but also the very essence, the purest form of malevolence, of evil that lurked hungry and patient, beyond the fragile borders of their known realm. A vile, sinister force ever poised to breach, with unholy fervor, the sacred trembling flesh of their world and expose it to the void's cruel embrace. Ah, my deviously delightful listeners, you've endured the twisted tale of Sister Mary and the tenebrous truths nestled within the hallowed walls of her convent. The enigmatic story of sacred flesh 
has doubtless sent a delicious chilling shiver scurrying up your spine, leaving an icy lingering kiss upon the corners of your thoughts. The ominous shadows we've stirred together tonight may stretch far, far beyond the confines of this single episode. Could there be more darkness to uncover? More sinfully forbidden fruit to tantalize our deeply macabre cravings? The pages of this grim, haunting saga may indeed turn yet again, revealing untold horrors ripe and waiting for our rapturous reaping. Keep your ears keenly attuned to the hush of the crypt, and your mind ever open to the faintest whispers of the unknown. For now, we part ways, but remember well the witching hour is never far off. It lurks just beyond the quiet tick of the clock, in the still quiet where reality begins to fray and the darkest of nightmares weave their most wicked, intricate tapestries. So sleep tight, knowing the dark is never truly empty. For within the void, mysteries and secrets lie dormant, waiting to be awakened, till we next convene under the enigmatic cloak of night. Farewell, boils and ghouls until the witching hour strikes again, threading the fabric of the eerie and the unknown. As the veil of darkness slowly lifts, and the echoes of our story fade into the velvet night, we humbly give thanks to the unseen hands that meticulously helped craft tonight's uniquely macabre tale. Our exceptionally talented sound engineers, the unmistakably gifted voices that brought our vivid characters to life with great zeal, and of course, you are extraordinarily devoted listeners who dare to wholeheartedly embrace the chilling shadows alongside us. The enchanting witching hour may be concluding for now, but let the intriguing conversation continue beyond this point. Vigorously stir the bubbling cauldron of discourse on social media platforms, utilizing the hashtag #WitchingHourTales, and eagerly let us know your thoughts, the fears that linger and perhaps the haunting whispers that this eerie tale of sacred flesh has surreptitiously left in the recesses of your mind. Next time, when the ancient clock strikes the witching hour once more, brace yourself for a captivating entanglement with the great unknown in an episode meticulously designed to chill your bones to their very core and curdle the very marrow within, leaving an unforgettable chill. I bid you for now a profoundly spine-tingling adieu. Remember when the shroud of reality's veil grows imperceptibly thin, and the hour matures into darkness. There's unfailingly another story waiting to be intricately told in the mysterious depths of the witching hour.